Okay, welcome to episode two um, of Pet Shop Eddie's Poker Table Sports Banter. And uh, I'm not exactly sure if that's going to be the name for the long term, but for now, we're rolling with that. And uh, the very, very first thing I want to do in this second episode is to give uh, so much love and gratitude to all my family and friends who have become listeners of mine. Um, and reached out and and words of support. I even have some words of uh, of encouragement of, of what not to do and what to do. So you guys have been great. I love it. Uh, mostly, it's just great to uh, have fun and interact uh, with you guys. And um, all kinds of ideas have been laid on my desk already. And um, so I just wanted to say thank you all and continue to listen and continue to share. We're just having fun. Uh, I may be changing the name, like I said. We will see. Um, the only real negative uh, feedback I heard, um, and I can I can hear all that co-host. Oh, I just had a drink of an uh, iced coffee. Try, try to be a I little <laughs> try to be a little muted there, the co-host. Um, the, the only negative thing is that they wanted more East Coast Eddie, uh, maybe a little edgier, a little. A little uh, more accent coming out, uh, and and to that I just say, give it some time here. Um, I I wanted to get something down to bring everybody in and not piss anybody off for for first, but give it some time. Now with that, uh, I will transition into my first and hopefully one of many times uh, co-host to my buddy Aaron Shoop, who you heard. Having a best yes. shooper. Welcome to the pod, <laughs> my brother. I'm so happy to be here. And, uh, you know, good to know the audio is firing on all cylinders. <laughs> Iced coffee from McDonald's, by the way, extremely uh, undervalued. See, I'm not a coffee drinker. I've had five in my life. So maybe we'll have to what? devote a whole episode to coffee. Dude, I had five cups of coffee my whole life. And three of them were one night in college when I was staying up studying. I'm just not a coffee guy. Unbelievable! What is your caffeine fix? Yeah, I do iced tea for sure. Um, iced tea. Yeah, and I'm, even as I'm getting older now, I'm getting away from that too. But um, huh. I am fascinated with with coffee drinkers and and the people that are in my life uh, on a daily basis. I know what their coffee drink is because I love to know how they take their coffee, both out at a stand or at a Starbucks or at McDonald's. And also at home, if somebody makes a pot, I know exactly what their coffee order is. So I love that, but I'm out. Interesting. Yeah. I'm hot and black all the way, unless I do an iced coffee. And the iced coffee is strictly to get the caffeine in the system ASAP. Well, we certainly heard you've yeah. got the iced coffee today. So I appreciate it. Hey, why don't yeah. we move on from the coffee yeah. and tell the people a quick uh, bio <laughs> of the Shoopster. You guys, listen, I'm in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's the birthplace of the uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. I'm looking out my back door at about a foot of snow. Um, born and raised in Winston, Oregon. All right, I don't expect anyone to know where that is. Small town. However, if you if you, yeah, if you find yourself there, the wildlife safari is worth the uh, the investigation. It's the largest <laughs> drive-through zoo on the West Coast. Eddie, known for their cheetah breeding. I've been there, my friend. I've been there many, many trips down to Oregon. 
That's how we you know anybody on the market to breed cheetahs? Send them down to Wildlife Safari. I got a I got a long list of buddies that are looking to breed <laughs> cheetahs. So. No, but anyways, after high school, I went to Southern California. My buddy, uh, I got a friend named Troy Polamalu. Some people might have heard of him. First ballot, he played football favor. at USC. <laughs> I was there, by the way. I was in I was in Canton. It was you sent amazing. me pictures. You were like sixth or seventh row. I was insanely jealous. Um, so for the pod people, um, this is a friend of mine. He's even got some family ties to me, uh, but he's a friend first and foremost. He is. He grew up with Troy Palomalo, and uh, Eagles fans will obviously know Troy Palomalo. And I gotta just tell a quick. We'll get into it here because he's so close to Troy that Troy came to his father's funeral last year, and uh, him and I got together at the at his dad's wonderful celebration of life afterwards. And Troy couldn't have been more of a gentleman. He loves the city of Philadelphia. He's told me a story how he's never able ever able to uh, pay for a meal in Philadelphia. Philadelphia people get such a bad rap, but but we get it and we and we we recognize greatness. But I do want to quickly say that while we were at Aaron's dad's celebration of life, the cornhole set got broken out and. I found myself playing 1v1 against TP, Mr. Troy Palomalo. And while we were sitting there shooting the shit and talking about Philly and cheesesteaks and everything, <laughs> I kicked his rear end. So that first ballot Hall of Famer doesn't have anything on me, Troopster. No. No. Well, I got to tell you, if I know Troy, if he hears this, your ass is in a sling. <laughs> he will find you. <laughs> Probably with a set of cornhole boards and bags and play you until he beats you. Set it up. Let's go, little man. He was a, he was a (laughs) great dude. It was just an amazing, and I'm so jealous that you have that friendship of, with him. And uh, so that was great to me. And we actually, that wasn't our first four way. A few Thanksgivings, about 10 Thanksgivings earlier, you and I had a few, a couple of wines after dinner. And we called Troy's cell phone and we left about a seven or eight minute message of like drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. No, Troy, hey, Troy is a sweetheart. He really uh, is. Despite his insane ability to play the game of football, he earned that jacket. Um, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I think one could present a true case that he's the greatest strong safety to ever play in the NFL. He um, he did things that that I hadn't seen before. Uh, I mean, uh, the obvious thing is is that jumping over the line of scrimmage, but he, he just balled out, and he came yeah. from such a small town and just made the made the best of it. And so, uh, awesome dude! I, he won't listen to this. We're gonna get him on, Eddie. We're gonna get him on. <laughs> but if he does, I think we can make it seriously. All right. Well, we'll, we'll that's Ed, for future. That's for future pods. Well, let me just put a bow on this. Go Hang ahead. on. Let me Go just ahead. say I won't say too much, but keep your eyes peeled. Uh, for number 29 for the San Francisco 49ers. That's a another Oregonian and USC Trojan, uh, Talano Ufunga, okay. a Tongan guy. He was a uh, pro bowler. Uh, obviously, they didn't have any uh, – they didn't stand a chance in Philadelphia this year. That was – that was uh, that must have been a fun game for you to watch. They had no quarterback. You started celebrating in the second quarter. Uh, that's true. I don't know if it would be a fun game 
Um, but it, but I did start celebrating the second second quarter. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get to that some other some other point here. Yeah. So Shoops, are any any last bow that you'd like to put on your bio here um, to the peeps before we get into the episode? Well, I had a child with a, a woman that's from Minnesota, so I re I relocated here about twelve years ago. The core I have Meister. a peewee egg. Yeah, Corbin Shoop. Keep an eye out for that guy. He's a PWA goalie for goalie. Armstrong Cooper. Yes. Hockey is huge in Minnesota. All of you know that. So uh, I don't know what to say. I'm a 42-year-old uh, hockey dad, and I'm a sports nut, and Eddie Miller's my boy. There we so go. I'm happy to be here. And appreciate that. You had me lead off in shout-outs episode one, dude. Um, And I probably pissed five or six of my other buddies off because of that, Shoopster. Uh, I know Gordon's mad at me because him and I talked about a podcast called Edgy Sports, and that still might be the name of my podcast down the road. It might be a segment. Um, my, Of course, my buddies who moved out here with me. But, Shoop, you and I have have sat around and chopped it up about sports. Well, probably probably not as long as my other buddies, Heine and Billy, but, but you know, Fuck those guys. Let's let's just move on with that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, quanti- quality over quantity, boys. <laughs> All right, so we're ten minutes in now. That's our longest introduction uh, to, to to boot, and we're going to start the episode here. And I'm going to start with the trivia. Uh, my my episode one's trivia was since 2015. Uh, guys who have played for both the Mariners and the Phillies that had at least 50 at-bats, and there were seven of them. Shoop, did you come up with anything? Well, all I could think of was Jamie Moyer, but you said no pitchers. I did say no pitchers, so I appreciate you listening and paying attention. Really, it's kind of a trivia question that fell on its head because only Michael Johnson, my buddy MJ, out here, uh, even threw out an answer. He put out five guys. uh, Three were right. He got Gene, Gene Segura, he got J.P. Crawford, and he got Carlos Santana. So props to Michael. I think I dangled the sports, uh, my gambling NFL sheet. MJ, if you want the sheet, it's yours, buddy. Uh, hit me up, and I will send it to you via email. It's really slick. You can change the the. There's a, like a team by team tab that you just change the team. It puts their logo up there. It shows they're against the spread. It shows their money line. It shows all kinds of stats on it, and I just created it on my own because I love to do this in gambling. So shout out to MJ. Here are the rest of the answers who he missed and everybody else missed. Jay Bruce, I remember he's a big man. And then Brad Miller, uh, Mr. No Batting Gloves. Also Michael Saunders and Carlos Ruiz, who definitely was part of the 2008 World Series champion for your fight in Philadelphia Phillies. So, no, wow. none, of, none of those names ring a bell. Shoot, Jay Bruce left Cincinnati. I didn't know that. <laughs> Golly, played for the Mariners and the Phillies. So, probably not a great question. That was probably a little too obscure and in depth. So, I'm going to make it a little bit easier this week. And uh, for the people listening, I did not tell Shoop this trivia question. So, Shoop, I want you to be honest and if you know it mm-hmm. answer it um i'm not going to say if you're right or wrong we'll give the listeners a chance to to think on their own but here it is so of all the super bowls that have been played there's only Ooh. three that have had 70 or more total points 
combined. Okay, so for Ooh. people that are kind of new to football, uh, total points combined, if the, if the final score is 21 to 10, then you add those two together, that's 31 points. So there's only been three played that have had more than 70 total points. And really what I, my trivia question is, can you name the matchup? So it doesn't really have to be 100% uh, the year. Just give me a close uh, but there's three, there's three Super Bowl matchups. Shoop, what do you got right off the top of your head? Well, the most recent one, I think. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. KC Philly, and then I think the one here in Minneapolis, New England Philly, and she's Louise. Uh, one more, I got to come up with. Um, my gosh. All right. Well, you think on that. Listen, Bills Cowboys. Bills Cowboys. Okay. So Bills Cowboys is that when? When? Let me just think about the Bills Cowboys. I'm just trying off the top of my head here. That's not. That's not the three interception by the by the cornerback was no because that was Pittsburgh Cowboys. I don't remember Bills Cowboys. Neil O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell. Right. I don't know. I was running out of time, feeling pressured, so yeah. I just came up with something. Okay. So that's a new trivia question. So hit those. Uh, answers in the uh, comments on the pod, or you can hit it on my Insta, or you can text it to me, and I will shout you out. Uh, let's move to something not so positive. My best bet for last week, Shoop. You reached out to me and said, uh, hey, was your best bet the Oilers minus two and a half? And I checked that score, and it was 6-2. That would have been a nice best bet, wouldn't it? Have? Well, you said they had to win by three. Yeah, I was talking about the Kraken, though. I had the Kraken ah. minus two and a half against Columbus. And I am going to squarely take the loss of 50 units, okay? So I'm not trying to hedge this. But I will tell mm. you that I looked yesterday before the game, and the minus two and a half on the puck line was plus 210, okay? The minus one and a half on the puck line was like plus 175. So there wasn't a whole huge a lot of difference between the minus one and a half and plus two and a half in terms of my payout that I would have. So I may have talked myself into taking the Kraken minus one and a half for like plus 170 or one whatever it was because I didn't screenshot it because I didn't. But the minus two and a half was plus. Now, people not uh, – I'm not even going to get into it. If you don't know what that is, reach out to me and we'll talk. The long and short of it is the Kraken won by two goals. They won four to two, I believe. So I lost my best bet, and that's a minus 50 units. I'm going to keep a running total, and we'll move on from there. And, you know, I wish I had just stuck with the minus one and a half. It would have been a win. Um, Dude, three goals is a big win in hockey. And that's why I probably would have talked myself out of it, because if I went to the minus two and a half, and looked at this, and it was only plus two ten. I would have said, "Well, sh- shit, man, why, why am I, why am I, you know, laying down another goal for only a, an extra couple of, of points on the on the back end there?" So I probably yeah. would have just. Went, but I'm taking the L. I'm taking the L. I'm not. I'm not going to hedge that. So moving on, my my best bet for the next couple of days. I have. Uh, it's actually a game tonight in the NBA, and I'm going to throw it to shoot in a second here. But I'm going to go with. Atlanta Hawks money line in South Beach against the Heat. Now they both played last night. I think the I think the Heat lost a tough one to the Knicks, I want to say. There was like a scramble at the end and 
Randall put one in and, and, uh, but I just feel like Trey Turner has been cooking recently and they're plus one twenty. So I'm going to lay another 50 units on the Atlanta Hawks. Shoop, do you have a best bet for this week? I did not prepare you. I just said, keep an eye out. Do you want to lay down? Yeah, I took bet? a, I took a look. I did take a look okay. and I saw something that I like in the NBA, both tonight and tomorrow. Um, uh, I probably like tomorrow better. Tonight is Sacramento at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're favored five and a half. I didn't see uh I just quick looked on ESPN, so I don't know where you're looking. If you're looking DraftKings Draft or something. DraftKings, and I can pull it up quick if you'd like. The thing is, ahead. guys, Minnesota does not have legalized sports gambling. Eesh. There's a little bit of a loophole on underdog fantasy Eesh. where you can play some live prop betting that they call uh, rivals or something like that, but you can't fan duel or anything like that. But I love Sacramento. I really it, do. Between... I've got it up here. Sacramento money line is minus 200. And they're laying five points for minus 110. What were you thinking? Wait, so money line is plus 210? No, no, no. Money line is minus 200. So they're heavily favored, or maybe not heavily favored, yeah. but they're favored to win. And they're home against your boys from Minnesota. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to go crazy. Okay. Parlay, parlay <laughs> the money line. No, 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 no. I'm going really crazy. Parlay <laughs> the points. Okay. The Sacramento Kings and tomorrow night, the Boston Celtics at home against the Knickerbockers. Parlay that, put the farm on it. You'll thank me on Monday. Boom. Okay. So I'm writing it down. Sacramento minus the five. Celtics money line tomorrow? Is that what you said? No, take the points for the C's as well. Okay, so he's minus the points as well. All right, so we'll get back to that. We'll 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 look into what that uh, and and what how many units? Of course, we're not betting real money here, Shoop. So how many units are you laying down on that, bud? I I don't even know. What do you mean units? <laughs> so pretend like. like Pretend like what would I what would I bet on that? Yes, there you go. Oh, I got a crispy Benjamin Franklin right here, <laughs> that blue cheese C note. Okay, so 100 units on your parlay. Kings minus the points tonight. C's minus the points on Sunday NBA. Correct. Boom. All right, we'll Done. check in with that next episode. Stay tuned for that. So moving on, because we were talking about the Kraken and my best bet lost. Just a quick dip into the NHL. There's about 20 games left. The Kraken are sitting really nicely in a position for to make their playoff run in their second year. So I t- spoke a little bit about the fans and, and how exciting it's going to be for them. The Flyers, unfortunately, things have gotten worse. They, they, they had a kind of a, a dud at the deadline. The deadline was yesterday. They didn't get to move JVR, which was probably going to be our our greatest asset to get some chips back. And honestly, I'm thinking about Troopster. I'm thinking about, um, and whether you're with me on my next episode or not, but I'm thinking about adding a guy from Philly that I've known since I was six years old named Timmy Maxwell. We used to play roller hockey on the streets of Philadelphia. He's probably the uh, biggest Flyers fan I know outside of my immediate family. And we might have to have an emergency 
What can we state of emergency for the franchise? What can we do as fans? What can we do? We want um, Dombrowski. Dombrowski. We want them to sell the team. I don't have it written down here, so I'm I'm floundering a little. What can we do, Tim Maxwell? I'm calling you maybe later this week. We're going to get on the pod. Shoop, you have anything to add? I know you're not tuned into the Flyers as much, but you're in Minnesota. It's an NHL city. What do you got on the NHL? Yeah, well, wish nothing but the best for the Broad Street Bullies. Love the Flyers. Uh, just based on their history. And I got to tell you, Ed, here's what I like about hockey teams in the NHL. I'm a little bit of a noob, but I like uh, the name, the logo, and the color scheme. And I got to tell you, the Flyers are one of the greatest in the NHL. Unlike the Minnesota Mild. Terrible name, terrible logo, terrible color scheme. This is the state of hockey. But the deal is with the Minnesota Wild, you know, we love Kirill the Thrill. That's exciting. About time we got a goal scorer. However, the status quo here in the Twin Cities is they sneak in the first round, they lose to somebody, and it's a wrap. And I expect nothing but that for this year as well. I'm sorry. It's not very optimistic. It's um, it's that's that's frustrating as well. And when you're in that when you're in that bad state of not bad enough to draft high enough to get franchise player, you know, change franchise changing players um, to, to do anything about it. And, but you're not good enough to, to make any noise in the, in the playoffs. That's a state of purgatory that I was talking about last, last week. That's just really not enjoyable for fans. So I, I hear you brother. And you know, what better, uh, what better, I'm blanking on, you know, when, when you, when you don't know the teams inside and out, just look at their colors of their uniforms. I mean, what is as good as a reason as any to become a fan. So you like the orange and black, eh? Oh my gosh. It's sexy. It's beautiful. (laughs) Absolutely. I think I, I like, you know, I put them right up there with Detroit. You look at the Detroit Red Wings logo color. Uh, it's beautiful. Well, we appreciate that. You're always welcome on the Flyers bandwagon, but we need to figure out what to do. And and it's hard for me, you know, 3,000 miles away, but maybe fans in Philadelphia can can stage some sort of walkout or stop gap on buying merch and whatever. Something needs to happen. Uh, I'll quickly, an error. My brain went to Dave Dombrowski, who was the uh, – executive who serves as the president for the Phillies. So my bad, but I'm blanking out on the, on who we need out in Philadelphia. (laughs) That's how, who is it? What's the, what's the title? Let me do some R and D for you. Well, just the uh, owner of the flyers. I I think, I think they're owned by Comcast core still, but there's, you know, there's an acting, there's an acting uh, executive. And that's why I needed Tim Maxwell on the pod. Let's move on, Shoop. Don't even worry about it because it's so bad in Philadelphia. The Flyers um, are just, you know, they this this last yesterday's news of they had two minor deals at the at the deadline that just really are going to fall flat and and do nothing for the franchise. It's just really a bad state. So let's just move on. Fair. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. The next uh, topic that I wanted to go into, I'm going to title Shupadamus. 
And this is where, for the first time in the podcast's history, I might my East Coastness might really come out. Okay, so a quick story that as soon as the NFL playoffs started, you reached out to me and and asked me to um, put a couple of bucks on uh, your Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. To which I, I to which I did. And, you know, I was happy to. I always looking out for my fellows that live in states that haven't legalized gambling yet. So I was very happy to do that. Fast forward a month, though, and that bet was in direct direct uh, contradiction to my team winning the Super Bowl. So you know, now I'm rooting against you. And, yeah, you know, with all my heart and soul. Now, I couldn't just put a bet on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl because that's betting with the wrong organ. We can go into that in a different episode. <laughs> but the Shupadamus part is, and I'm going to go to the text here, because you reached out to me, I believe, on Super Bowl Saturday. And you said, how are you feeling? And I said, well, I'm, I'm not feeling terrific, of course. Um, here, here it is. How are you feeling? What's your score prediction you say to me? And I said, well, listen, Mahomes is always an X factor. He can win big games by himself. But I think the Eagles can win six and a half or seven out of ten games. I like a late Eagles score to put it away 31-20. Okay? Now, we can speak on that. But here's what really this segment's about. Your response was, well, I see a big early Eagles lead, 17 <laughs> to 9 at half. Then Mahomes goes nuts. Butker at the buzzer, 26 24 <laughs> KZ. So to this, I say, fuck you and your stupid <laughs> prediction. And fuck you for making me cash out your winning ticket. Against my squad, you hey. dirty cocksucker. <laughs> How's that for East Coast? It, that, hey, first of all, you're a gentleman, all right? You did it. For all of those listening, this man put in the miles to make sure I got paid. Now, wow. I tried to be a sweetheart and kick him a little bit for wow. gas money and maybe a Coors Light. Wow. But uh, I was in a great spot. I love Andy Reid, as do you, but... Um, I don't know. I just felt that that combination of Reed and Mahomes and the fact that they had so much disappointment last year and nothing against Jalen and Philly. I love what they got going on in there. And, you know, right, they should have won the game. That fucking fumble destroyed your odds. And uh, Mahomes is a superhero. And I'm sorry. I still feel the pain yeah. from the Steelers losing to the Packers yeah. Uh, yeah. in like 2009 or 10. You're right. I got it in my but, belly. In fact, we need to stop talking about it because I'm starting to get nauseous yeah. and just pain, just pain. But, uh, you know, just the triple F you to predicting such an accurate way that that game was going to come out. I didn't even want to look at your stupid text for like, a, for like a fucking week and a half. <laughs> and, uh, anyhow, congrats on that call. <laughs> 
which brings me into Superdiomis 2.0 here. Uh, about two months ago, maybe a little less than that, you reached out to me on Instagram and said, "Look at my man Jake Cave raking in the in the in the batting cage," and I go, "Who?" <laughs> and lo and behold, Jake. Now I, I didn't look up his stats. I'm keeping it real on this podcast. I'm not really preparing a lot of back stuff. Um, as evidenced by me forgetting who's taking care of the flyers right now, but JK raking in spring training. So shoop, I see the light. What else? I'm going to have to go tonight to the casino and get down on your parlay because you have just been on fire. My man. JK is a sweetheart of a guy. Uh, he was here in Minnesota for like five years. And for those of you who may not understand, know, or, or understand, Minneapolis is about eight miles from St. Paul. The downtowns are about eight miles from one another on the 94. And the St. Paul Saints, who have been independent for years, I think in the last two, three at the most, have become the Twins AAA affiliate. So they've had this guy, Jay Cave, and he's been kind of up and down. And the guy's awesome. Every time I saw him play, he did something great in both AAA and the bigs. And last year... During the last week of the season, they were out of it. And my son Corbin and I went to the Twins to Target Field, and we ended up in the first row left field. And Jake Cave threw my son a ball <laughs> twice in one week. So I love the guy. I've got his rookie card. And then he was traded like two days later, and he went to Baltimore for like two hours yeah. and now Philly. And so now enjoy that guy. He's a stud. This is not the last you'll hear of Jake Cave. I look forward to keeping an eye on him. Hopefully he makes our starting day roster, and I believe he will, especially with Bryce sidelined for three months at least. Um, so let's revisit that, Shoopster, and, and check in on him. And I love the prediction, and I love the – We'll get Jake on touch. the show too. <laughs> I love your, your – you're setting your sights high, brother. Okay, moving on to our next topic is the Sixers again because this is a Philly – Seattle focused sports banter talk around the poker table. A tough loss the other night in Dallas. And, you know, it's a bleak for, for being the third best record in the East. And I think fourth, maybe fifth best record overall. It's still a pretty bleak feeling in, in and around the city and the, and the and the uh, genre of, of Philadelphia 76ers basketball, it just feels like they're never going to be able to get over that that hump and beat the, at least the two guys in front of them in the East, in the Bucks and the Celtics. So, Shoop, what do you got on the NBA? Try to keep it focused on Philly, but give me your feel yeah. on as we get down to the final third of the season here before the playoffs start. Well, you got a guy that I love. His name is Tyrese Maxey. And I think this guy needs more touches. I know he's coming off the bench right now. I don't know if that's well, the best option. It. They just switched it, Shooter. Did they put him back in the top five? He, they did. But, of course, it, that didn't come with, with, with a lack of criticism because Maxey and Harden on the floor together – what that immediately does is it puts two guys that 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 aren't strong defensively, especially one on one. They get blown by regularly. And what two guys on Dallas, you know, 
can blow by you and 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 expose week D is 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 uh, Luca and and Kyrie who's just just been yeah. there, right? And of course, they combined for eighty two points. 42 from Luca and 40 from Kyrie or the other way around. And, you know, that was a bit of, but, but go ahead. Speak about Maxi. He is back in the starting line. I'm not sure about tonight's game. Um, and, and you're right. It, it was, it, it's been a, it's been a point of contention in the Philadelphia area and sports of it with Maxi should be off the bench or not. So go ahead and speak to that. Well, it's kind of tough, right? It's like, if you are old, if you're super productive as a six man, at some point, someone's going to say, well, the guy should start and give him more minutes. But I don't know, switching back to baseball, you know, I've been on loaded teams before and I like hitting five or six. You know, down there, you usually got guys on base and you're like, oh, well, he's not the three or four hitter. Let's throw him more fastballs and you yeah. can eat. Well, your average gets up. They put you up three or four. It's just a different feel. But I like Maxi. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and stand by my original statement that I think as long as he's in the starting lineup, Philly will be fine. The, the playoffs are going to be tough, and you can't despite you can't overlook uh, that that Boston is just really good. I mean, given the opportunity to take Boston or the field this year, I would have to sit and think real hard on that one. Well, I'm just keeping it real with well, you. Are you are you overlooking the Bucks who haven't lost in a month and a half? Yeah, I think they got to come down to earth at some point. I know they're on a 15 game winning streak, but 17 um, or 18 now. I think is it up to yeah. 17 or 18? My is. goodness, we'll have Stat Boy check. Yeah, we need to get an R and D guy on on the. But you know, that's about all I have for the NBA and uh, you know Philadelphia. The Timberwolves here. Uh, we won the play in game last year. That was so beautiful. So sad to see Pat Beverly leave. Yeah, um, Anthony Edwards is one of the best young talents in the NBA, and I think we'll be talking about him uh, uh, for many, many, many years to come. I would say they'll be lucky to make the first round this year, and if they do, they'll be disposed in six. Well, shoot, remember, this isn't a fucking Minnesota podcast. Oh, forgive me. Forgive me. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> Before we move on from basketball, any March Madness prediction? I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Purdue all day. They got a guy who's like seven foot five, and when it comes to tournament time, just feed the big man down low. Uh, bet the house on Purdue. I I love it. I think we should do another episode as we get closer to that tournament starting, and maybe dive into it a little bit more. Um. Okay. Well, I think for terms of sports uh, topics. That's been all uh, – that's all on my list. Before I move on to non-sports, Shoop, you got anything to add in the world of sports or otherwise? Do I have anything to add in the world of sports or otherwise? Before, uh, sure. I'll tell – Go ahead. You know, I'm interested tonight. John Jones. John Bones Jones. UFC, UFC is what yes. I'm talking about. The dude is like 260, and he's fighting heavyweight against Cyril Gaon tonight. Um. I'm very curious. I have no idea what to expect with that. Will you be watching, uh, Shoop? I know it's a pay-per-view event. Will you head to the pub? I know you got Corb. What's the deal? I, I know a guy who somehow gets the feed some one way or the other. I might give him a call later, but, <laughs> you know, it is Lent. I like to get up for church tomorrow okay. um, to be determined on whether or not I'm viewing that fight. But it's definitely piqued my interest. Sounds good. We'll check back in with the uh... – 
results of what is it ufc 178 or something now. i don't even know what it is i think it's 285 285 <laughs> thank you stat boy okay so last couple of things before we wrap up here is i mentioned tattoo last time and shoop you were one of the ones who said to me you're getting a chest piece <laughs> yeah a chest piece like I'm thinking double-breasted Chester. No, I'm not that much into tattoos. I am getting a chess piece. The board game chess, a queen, is going to be tattooed onto my arm to match my um, my Liberty Bell that's on my right hand. I'm going to put the chess piece on my left arm. But uh, quickly, what I really wanted to say was that Ned and I, my son and I, are going on Monday to get our next tattoos. And I'm not getting the chest piece on Monday. I'm getting that love piece with the L-O-V-E with the, with the Philadelphia sports teams ingrained. Shoop, tell me about your tattoos. Do you have any? I have zero tattoos. I do have a brand on my left shoulder that was from my brother circa 2001 <laughs> with a wire hanger, a set of pliers, and a stovetop. That needs uh, to be a full episode. Yeah, it's given me some street cred at certain times in my life, but I, I've never been a tattoo guy. No was, no shade? Absolutely not. Was that, was that Joel or – Little Shoopster that did that to you. Yeah, it was Joel. It was Joel. Joel. Um, Aaron has a couple of brothers, and uh, Bruce is pretty much covered in tattoos. I'm not sure about Joel. Bruce has the ultimate tattoo. When he pulls down his bottom lip, it says, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That is the ultimate tat. Joel's got, I don't know, four or five, you know, very safe tattoos, Little Bruce, Bruce a.k.a. Covered. Rooster. Yeah, Rooster. He's all in on the tats. He's all in on the tats. So with that, uh, again, guys, comment in here in the app, in my Insta, uh, Facebook, and let's talk about tattoos. I want to do a tattoo episode or at least a segment episode where there's maybe some – I really am interested in tattoo mistakes and regrets I think that's an interesting topic. So reach out to us. Um, oh and then, my god, I have I have <laughs> one that's going to make you okay. Go ahead. I'm a, I'm saving it. I'm saving uh, okay, it. Saving I have episode? I have one of the greatest tattoo fails okay, of all it. time that I, I cannot it. wait to share. I love it. Um, so again, without shouting out everybody who have reached out to me, just a collective shout out to all my family and friends listening. Uh, I guess the the cringeworthy thing to do and say here is help us grow and share across your social media platforms. I'm going to try to get on more platforms than just Podbean. Um, Some future topics, we still need to discuss the Masters, the NFL draft, uh, maybe an episode or segment on chess and poker. I also had a great idea uh, given to me by uh, my buddy Andrew Kennedy, he said you need to ro- rank the Rocky movies, and I think that would be fun with somebody like you, Shoop, or Gordon, Dude. or somebody who's not a Philadelphia native to rank the, the Rocky movies. What do you think about that? I think that recommendation is pure genius. I have a slight question to ask. In terms of Rocky, in ter- when ranking, do we include Creed? Are, is Creed part of that, that, or do we cut it off with the name Rocky, which I believe was – Six, yeah. Uh, well, Balboa, right? I think it was Rocky Five, and then and then the sixth movie I think was called Balboa. 
So again, we'll have to look into okay. that. Okay. And 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 maybe maybe we do maybe we do it if it's if it's an all episode and maybe it'll be a you know a shorter episode. We'll just have to include everything, but everything that includes the characters. Um, and if it's, it's just scary segment, how easy, yeah, it's scary how easy forty minutes went by, Ed. I know. <laughs> and I'm glad you can see that we're at forty minutes here. I didn't want to keep it too long. Uh, but one last uh, idea. Well, actually, a couple. Um, Cheesesteak places here in Seattle for my local Seattle people, like a review of cheesesteak places. I think that's another great idea. Shoot, that doesn't uh, enthrall you too much, I bet. But, you know, there are so many Philly cheesesteak places. Some of them are uh, horrible and some of them are really, you know, passable. So that might be something. And then I love hearing about food. Yeah, I, I, I figured you would and ditto for me. Um, MJ, who did take a stab at the trivia, I need to get you on for Mariners season preview. Um, I am not uh, super deep into the Mariners organization, so I need some help. And start preparing, son, because the season starts in about two and a half weeks or so. So in between now and then, we'll have to get a Mariners season preview and shoot. If you're available, we I can add, you know, you first, and then we can get on my other guy. So, um, I think I'm wrapping up here, Shoopster. Anything to say as we crest over the 40 minutes? I had a great time. This was way easier than anticipated. I am more than happy to ride shotgun with you for as long as you'll let me. Thank you very much. Awesome, Shoopster. Appreciate it. Share it. Let's see. Uh, let's have fun first and foremost, but let's see what we can do with this silly uh, podcast of ours, buddy. All good. So just theme music. I want uh, three, six mafia fly till I die. <laughs> we'll, we'll look into some more production. Uh, I, I've heard that more than once. Too. <laughs> I'm going to just shut up. No, no, I, I got to zip brother. it. I love it. Okay. We're going to sign <laughs> off. We're at 42 minutes. Shoop. Always good to hear from you, my brother. Much love. Until we meet in again. Minnesota, and I'll talk to you soon. Good, goodbye. Okay.